0: This episode is brought to you by Huggy's Little Movers. Listen. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.
1: Hey there, it's Jonas Knox. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, Car and Drivers Into Cars, a production of Car and Driver and High Heart Media's Ruby Studio, hosted by Eddie Alterman and Tony Quiroga. Into Cars is the ultimate podcast for car lovers. Whether you're in the market for a new set of wheels or just love the sound of a V8, Car and Drivers panel of editors, test drive and review, today's hottest new rides with zero filter. Car and Drivers Into Cars is brought to you by eBay Motors. All the parts you need at the prices you want guaranteed to fit your ride every time visit ebaymotors.com for more eligible items only exclusions apply listen to car and drivers into cars available wherever you get your podcasts the secret to catching prize-worthy fish two pros in a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar Arrington, brady quinn jonas Knox of the year coming up on this monday edition the conference finals are set in the nba we will discuss everything that went down including the historic game seven performance by one jason tatum we're also going to talk about the nfl specifically the afc east when it comes to one team maybe not getting the respect they deserve and then one scheduling quirk that is an advantage for one team in that afc east plus we're going to figure out who the hell coach skeep is we've got an fsr ir and another edition of you in or you out it's all yours coming up next here two pros and a cup of joe on a monday fox sports radio
2: now let's get this party started. you're listening to fox sports radio Bro. Two pros
1: and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a party your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the tirerack.com studios. Tirerack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers tire the way tire buying should be how the hell are we feeling here on a monday
3: morning we're still going here
1: oh yeah oh
3: I'm yeah going right but i'm going right back to it as soon as this show is over oh, like during yeah. breaks everything we're still it's still fire going there's still food being you know put on <laughs> plates or grabbed we're just not fin- we're just not finished yet
1: Okay, so uh, –
0: Big Celtics <laughs> fans, huh? <laughs>
3: yeah, well, no, but it was a good game, though.
1: Uh, uh, it definitely was uh, a good game. The
3: Sixers sold it, boy. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah that's not a, not an ideal situation when you got Boston on the ropes. Everything's in your favor in game six. Uh, you, you crap down your leg to finish that game, and then you show up in game seven and just get absolutely annihilated. Uh, mm. Jason Tatum, one of the great uh, playoff performances you'll ever hear. Historic most points ever scored in a game seven. And when that place is rocking, man, the Quinn in-laws, they're going full throttle, full bottle, aren't they, Brady? <laughs> I mean, I
0: mean I, I'll say this much. It, it looked at moments like he just couldn't miss. I mean, I, I don't – you know, it, it's fun to watch a player in that moment, like a game seven NBA playoffs. Someone told me yesterday they thought it was the greatest game seven in NBA playoffs tibet. history. <laughs> Mm. Who's that? It could have been.
1: I said it. it, it, It's hard to think of another game seven like that now because it's the conference semifinals and not the conference finals or the NBA finals. There's going to be some arguments made, but that really was one of the most impressive performances and offensive displays. Yeah, I mean,
0: especially coming from a Celtics fan, you know,
3: who's that LeVar? No, no, mm-hmm. With no. Jonas Knox. No,
1: yeah. I mean, listen. I mean,
0: it's you gonna
3: say who that? Lavar? Lavar didn't even say anything. It's, it's by
1: the way it's
0: historic. Uh, think about who Jonas likes, which, which I don't know how many people know this, but Jonas is like an old school sports fan. So his favorite teams are the Bears, which obviously, if you grew up in the '80s, you're like, okay, the '85 Bears were were obviously legendary. The Boston Celtics, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I, do you
1: have a baseball team? I mean, some would say the Cubs, but I don't know that there's oh, right. any evidence of that. Jeez. I don't know that there's any evidence that I'm a fan of either of those teams.
3: I've either. heard you say Cubs before. Really? Yeah. Yes.
1: I, I don't know how I forgot that, actually. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know um, how you guys, uh, yeah. where you got this information from. But I'm simply, I call it down the middle. I don't have any alliances. Uh, I, I just help me
0: help me understand this. How like did that those all come to be? Because th- those are more like you know national teams for someone who grew up on the West Coast. Did that literally come from like listening to the radio no. and just hearing some of those broadcasts?
1: Uh, like my dad grew up a Celtic fan. He was from the Midwest, uh, from Monmouth, Illinois, as you know. And the only team that would come on the radio growing up was Boston. So he just... That's That was the team we rooted for. There was no Bulls. There was no—just wasn't interested. Obviously, he was in Illinois, so he had to decide between the White Sox and the Cubs. And so, of course, hmm. he chose the Cubs. <laughs> you know, never got to see him win a World Series. But—and uh, then the Penguins, I just—I liked the logo, I think. There, it was something random like Well, that. they were probably really good, too, when you were a kid, though, right? Yeah, but I didn't know any better. Like, I didn't I didn't realize that if you see a team a lot, it means that they're good. Hmm. I just I saw the logo a bunch and I was like oh that's kind of a cool logo and so yeah the uh, the penguins were there and then the Hmm. bears were I mean that's that's one of the more regrettable decisions in the world the bears actually (laughs) the bears actually is because my brother had it was a hand-me-down sweater for my older brother and it was a bear sweater and I wore it every day to school and I just figured well I guess this is who I should like
3: and did you get made fun of oh yeah What's you it? made it – I mean, you wore it every day? Yeah, hold, every day. hold on, hold on. I used to wear brown stuff to school, okay? Every day? Not
0: every day, but, like, trust me. Like, many of the kids who wore Dallas Cowboys – you got to think, too. I'm saying, like, young in elementary school coming up, like, that was when Dallas was rolling, right? Dallas and San Fran, like, kind of going back and forth, too. I mean, it was – it was tough then being a browns fan so the browns then,
1: weren't the team of choice in in uh, ohio back in the day
0: well it was split i mean it was you know bernie and, and boomer and like those battles for ohio but the reality was cleveland never had any level of success close to i mean even getting to a super bowl like the Bengals had and then you got to think about this your our team left Like,
3: do you know
0: how bad it looks (laughs) when you wear a a, a Browns t-shirt and people are like, you guys were so bad, your ownership (laughs) moved and went to Baltimore? I mean, imagine being a kid dealing with that, like going to his dad and saying, dad, um... What happened? Why did the team leave? Like why do we not have a team to root for anymore?
1: I, I would have loved to have been in Ohio back when the Ravens won that Super Bowl and just see how many oh, people were tempted. Bad, man. How many people were tempted to follow them to Baltimore?
0: So we so, so the Browns, I believe their last season was in ninety six? Yeah. And they came back. It was like a three year hiatus. They come back in ninety nine. And I'll never forget we had a coach, one of my my teammates kind of growing up playing football with. His dad you know, whenever we'd be playing baseball, walking up the fields, we we're probably in junior high at that point, point. and uh, you know he he was a huge Browns fan. He might have, he had like a Browns tattoo on his like arm or something, but he. But I remember like he used to always like kind of cheer us up and be like, because you know we would talk about trying to go to games and whatnot, and obviously that wasn't an option for about a three year formative point in my life, and he just always you would yell like, hey, when are we going to Browns? Browns going back? and da da da. Browns not a nine, and like that 's all he 'd say to us Just brown 's not a nine, and so you know once the browns came back in ninety nine then like we could go back up to some games but that's like one of the only memories I have of the Cleveland Browns
3: leaving. Was,
1: Browns not a na, they're coming back. Na I, I remember when the Rams left LA, and I think it was the same. The Rams were gone; everybody was gone from LA. I remember this radio station that I used to listen to. That kind aired, of a transient city, though.
0: Aren't people in LA
1: used to that? Yeah, know, but the, kind this, of coming and going. This station in no? the South, in it was called Extra Sports Six Ninety. They had this thing to where the Chargers were still in San Diego, and so they did a bit on the air where they said, hey, we'll welcome all Rams fans who are pissed off at the organization. You can come be a Charger fan. And I just wonder how many Rams fans took them up on the offer only to years later realize, oh, they're leaving too? And they're going back to where the Rams are now at? It just It's weird how we see these. I've always wondered do you stay loyal to the players you grew up with or, does, or is it all about the brand?
3: You know what's funny? I've always been loyal to my childhood teams. Always been loyal. How
0: how many of those left you? (laughs)
3: Huh?
0: How many of those left?
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, no, I get it. But you know what I was thinking about more? My, My mind went more to, and we didn't end up discussing it, um last week but when Michael Parsons was getting all of the the flack for wearing a Sixers jersey I started thinking to myself when I played in the league during the playoffs because we were never in the playoffs I used to sit at home and put on my Jason Gilden um helmet from the Pro Bowl like I used to wear his helmet during the games (laughs) really (laughs) like I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers like a real fan like I used to wear Pittsburgh Steelers gear to to the Redskins facility, um, now known as the Commanders. I used to wear Pittsburgh stuff all the time because I was just proud that I was from Pittsburgh, and that was like that was that was my thing. Like did, I was still loyal to to my teams. Did you ever play Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, so when you play, I played uh, the, the last game and Three River Stadium. Oh, that had to have been awesome. Yeah, we that lost. had to have been awesome. Well, we lost, but <laughs>
0: well, I mean, yeah, I was you talking
3: be- so much s that game though, because I play. I won a, uh, I won a Whippoor Championship in in Three Rivers, um, and to come back and play in the final game of Three Rivers Stadium um, was pretty, pretty surreal. You know, and I was, man, I was thumping the bus. I was thumping everybody that day. I was I was out there. They, you call me Thumper Arrington, man, because I was thumping. And and so, I mean, I went out the way I was supposed to. Our our team just didn't – they just – they didn't want to win. So how many it family, is what it is. how much
0: like, family – were you like the Celtics attendance. last night, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, oh, they, bro. She at I, Sixers.
3: I had to have over 100 people at that game, easily. Easily, I had, I had, I know I had bought more than a hundred tickets for that game. Man, that's expensive. Oh yeah, I wasn't playing around with that one though. That yeah. that was the one. So man, I used to lie to people when they try to, oh, a game sold out. I don't know what
0: game sold out. <laughs> They'd be like, but I can, out. It's like, I made- can find <laughs> tickets online. No, nah, man, that's that's they're they're not real. They're <laughs> fake. Someone's trying to someone's trying to get you, man. That one was
3: that one was was costly on top of the tickets because it's like I I made sure because they're all Steeler fans. So I made sure these hardcore, all these hardcore Steeler fans like most of them would have a, a lot of them would have my jersey. But but they wouldn't. Like, I would say out of the 100 people, like 110, I'd say, if I recollect correctly, probably, I'll give it like 20, 30% of them had their cousin, their, you know, their nephew, you know, you had their, their jersey, you know. But the rest of them didn't. So, I made sure they all had 56 jerseys. So... I, it was it was definitely costly it was it was costly but Man. it was you know that was just that was my thing though you know like that they that was the crew at like get a percentage of that back you know cuz huh? you have you're, you're getting a little piece <laughs> of the of the jersey so yeah. that's good at least well, uh, you know i i just i was excited for for all of us to experience it you know yeah. that's that was pretty cool that that was pretty cool and i think that might have been maybe i did play twice in pittsburgh but I think it might only been once. I think yeah. it might only been once. Yeah. So, well, anyways, I,
0: I, I guess the moral to my story is: uh, I'm happy for Jonas, the childhood Jonas, who grew up rooting for the Boston Celtics. Hmm. Some thought they were maybe on the ropes at some point. I, I've even heard some pundits on on this network. On Fox Sports Radio, they've, they've said that Joe Missoula isn't, you know, isn't quite uh, up for the challenge, right? Given the the fact of how he got the job and all, everything that's happened, and here they are, they're in the uh, Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. I, I, like I love that. it. I love the type of basketball they play. Jason Tatum's too smooth. That, that's that's my nickname for him. Like everything he does is just smooth. I love his game, it's but uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hell of a series. Yeah, that's with, for sure.
1: Uh, with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. The uh, Brady's Miami mm-hmm. Heat. Yeah, he's I mean, now. Some
0: guys like being shirtless, you know. I'm yeah,
1: just, yeah. Just uh, disregarded uh, your loyalty to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and now you're all about Miami, all about Miami. Oh no, 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 no. I,
0: I, I, I've never said that, but it's it, dude, it's been a hell of a spring. It's been a hell of a spring for South Florida fans. Yeah, I mean, they had two teams in the Final Four that no one ever saw happening in Miami and FAU. They now have the Florida Cats or Panthers or something. Oh, the, cats, yeah. the
3: Cats, the Cats, uh,
0: and then you got the Miami Heat. I mean, it, it's I, look if they could ever get the Dolphins to be able to make a run two in the playoffs, th- this it'd be like back in the '80s. Uh, which if anyone remembers Miami back in the '80s, I mean, it was a little kind of dangerous
3: back yeah, then. But definitely uh, was. or, or would some would be. say. <laughs> Bad, bad, uh, flurries, lot, and, you know, snow f- horrible, horrible 90, weather. 80. Is it snowing yeah.
1: again? It's 85. Yeah. Golly.
3: <laughs> everybody's sneezing.
1: Is <laughs> it <it's> snowing? <laughs> What's no. going
3: on with them, Johnson? No,
1: somebody's throwing something out of that balcony upstairs. <laughs> it's uh, a body. It. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it whatsoever. Uh, but hey, listen, uh, everybody's got a, uh, got a childhood team. And, uh, if yours is not fortunate enough to win anything this postseason, they get in line Uh, everybody goes through misery at some point in time much like the philadelphia 76ers and that fan fan base speaking of pennsylvania where lavar is from uh the philadelphia 76ers more heartache doc rivers now 17 and 33 in closeout games as an nba head coach and uh if you guys would like we can hear a little bit of doc rivers post game a little back and forth with the media talking about his future and the situation
4: are you planning to be the coach of the team next year? Yeah. You know, I, gotta, I think i got two years left. So, Given the tenor of what you've seen happen in the last two or three days where coaches of the year, guys with titles. Yeah, no one's know. safe in our business, you know, and I get that. I'm disappointed I thought we had the right group um, I really did and, and I knew you know it's funny I look out and I, I you know you talk about keeping receipts sometimes, you know what I mean I don't think a person in this room picked the sixers, you know and that won um, but we did and and we chose to believe that we could win anyway um, and I, and we almost pulled it off. Um, you know game six will be something we'll think about you know game seven will be something we think about um but as far as our gar- guys fight um uh, against everybody who picked against us they didn't care they thought they could still win this series um and you know that's something good about our team um uh, i thought overall we are fighters
1: do you think at this point in his career it's in his head like at at what point Dude. in these in the fifty games he's, that were closeouts? He's
0: six excited? and ten in game sevens in his career. He's lost the last five. Yeah. It's like a, they get to game seven, it's like, whoa, who's coaching? Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, whoa. And um. And
1: there's been some heartache. You remember and I think Brady, we were on the air when this happened. Remember the Kawhi yeah. Leonard shot that bounced around the rim in Toronto? And, and finally went in like yeah. that was that was a game against Philadelphia where Joel Embiid was crying afterwards like they've had just some devastating losses especially in Game Seven as you mentioned
0: no it's been tough and and I think that the interesting thing about who's left in the NBA Finals is it's the same four teams that were all part of the, this you know Conference Finals in in the bubble championship back in 2020 and, and I guess the reason why I bring that up is. That was such a curveball of a season for NBA teams. But I think the franchises that kind of have, uh, at least in, in recent years, and, and maybe you would challenge this with the Lakers, but you do have to give Rob Lowe, or excuse me, Rob polinka a lot of credit for how he's reconstructed that roster. Yeah. But for Boston, for Miami, for Denver – I don't know. I mean, have they not been probably three of the most consistent teams outside of Golden State who'd probably be a part of that group that just got bounced to by the Lakers? I mean, those those four teams have been about as consistent as can be over the past, you know, so many years since they had the, the bubble championship. Yeah. And I think it's just like there's just better foundations built there by those organizations for sustained success. And maybe that has a little bit to do with it too.
1: And and also we talked about this a little bit last week. The two best teams in the playoffs have been the Lakers and the Heat, and it's not even. I don't even think it's close as far as most consistent. And then you've got Denver sitting there lurking, and so Denver is a slight favorite to win that series. Boston's an overwhelming favorite, but I'm not picking against the Lakers and the Heat right now. I, I, I don't. I don't want to deal with that. The Lakers have found something. Rob Rob Palenka has has figured out the, at the deadline, I'm not going to listen to LeBron anymore. I'm going to make moves that are going to make this roster better. It's worked. Scouting department found Austin Reeves. He's been a, a a lot of fun to watch. He's been a total success. And so here they are, and they're going to go to Denver. And if they can get one of those games, the way they've played at home in the playoffs this year, I'm not picking against the Lakers or the Heat. I think both those teams have been dominant uh, thus far this postseason. So. Hmm. So, yeah, so there's the – uh that's
3: big talk right yeah. there.
1: Telling you, man, two best teams in the playoffs have been the Lakers and the Heat. Well, you know
0: Jonas, man, he likes the beach. Well, it's L.A. or Miami, baby, that's where he wants to, what be. I want to be. That's yeah. yeah. you you know? you,
1: you see, see you You see my skin. I mean, you see the yeah. way I operate. Well, some lot, people live our mountain men,
0: sun. you know. Yeah. They pick Denver, they take Boston, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. A little, little, little thicker skin. You know that's I mean. funny because that's that's Francis. who I'm taking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Mount Nittany. You're taking you – I'm taking – in Boston and Denver, <laughs> mountain Nittany. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. With you, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's so coming up next. Uh, we are going to get into a discussion about one NFL team quietly flying under the radar, making moves, wheeling and dealing. Could be a potential threat next season. It's yours right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This episode is brought
0: to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got
1: you, baby. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on, you know it o oh, o oh, oh, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Don't ignore your check engine light. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today, a free diagnostic service exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at oReillyauto.com/2pros. That's oReillyauto.com/2pros.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up about 20 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios, we have somebody who is under investigation in the NFL. We'll give you the details on that. Again, a little over 20 minutes from now here on FSR. But somebody that is making moves under-the-radar moves, just kind of wheeling and dealing, just a team that everybody's forgetting, everybody's overlooking, are those Miami Dolphins. We mentioned the Miami Dolphins. Potentially they're being snow uh, during, do- during Dolphins games back in the 80s. Obviously, we talked about the Heat. We talked about the Go Cats, the Panthers. We talked about all the success there, all the fun stuff. The Miami Dolphins uh, made a move, signed Isaiah Wynn, former offensive tackle for the New England Patriots, former first-round draft pick from the Patriots. Uh, He is now a Miami Dolphin, and this is a team that feels like to me – is sort of getting overlooked. The Jets are getting a lot of love. The Bills are getting some attention. Obviously, we know about Kansas City. We know about Cincinnati. But I think people forget that if not for the injury to Tua Tagovailoa, we could be having a whole different conversation about what the power rankings are, so to speak, in the AFC. They did play Buffalo tight every single time they played him, including in the playoff game in which they were playing with a backup quarterback. It kind of feels like Miami's not maybe getting the love maybe they deserve heading into this season.
0: Well, isn't a lot of that just surrounded by the concern over, you know, Tua's health and if he can stay healthy?
1: Yeah, but if he does stay healthy, and he was doing judo this offseason. That feels like we are optimistic <laughs> about the future, too. talk about Loa. What
0: so do you mean? Funny. I mean, every quarterback's not doing judo in the off season, <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, I mean, his coach didn't even know he called it 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 is judo, as we yeah. did confirm on the show. But yeah.
0: I actually, uh, I had my my daughter in judo for a minute. I mean, she was kind of working on, you know, tossing people under throws. Um, she she quickly realized, like, this is one of the fun things about being a parent is. When you do it to other people, it's fun. When they do it back to you, not as fun. And so <laughs> she wanted to take a break, although she has me, she keeps encouraging me to, to want to go back to it. So I, I keep trying to, like, wrestle with her a little bit and make sure she's, like, mentally tough enough to handle that as, as a little six-year-old. But I, I digress. Um, you know, I, the, the win signing is interesting. Look at their roster. Just look at how many first-round picks, former first-round picks, like how much talent they have. I mean – Chris Greer, and if you go back to the power struggle between him and Brian Flores, which it, it appeared Chris Greer won out, obviously there was a lot of allegations made by by Brian Flores and, uh, on his departure. And, it, and it, it was a bit odd because, you know, Brian Flores had success there, especially for a, a first-time head coach. That was a competitive football team. And, you know, w- however it ended up, it seemed like Greer won out And he has done maybe next to Howie Roseman and and a couple others you'd throw into that conversation, Um, maybe Brett Veach. But about those three have been as good as anyone at constructing rosters and being able to sustain it, uh, at least in the short term, the past few years. They have got some ridiculous talent on that roster, and they've been able to make moves to, to put them in this position. So. He deserves a ton of credit for just even giving the Miami Dolphins fans, I mean, superstars at at every point. And now it's just about whether or not Tua can stay healthy. And if he can, man, that AFC East is going to be so much fun to watch this year. If if Tua can replicate for 17 games what he was
3: able to do during his time he was healthy last year. Which one is probable or which one is – More improbable is it? Because to me, I think it's more probable that Tua doesn't stay healthy, and I I think that I don't know. I, I I feel bad saying it, but if I'm just being honest, if it's the first thing, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear Tua's name is, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Like, and I didn't. I don't. I feel like he's earned that. Like, that's not. I don't think like it's being unfair. I just think that it's been earned. And then now the question becomes because these this is one of those things. I don't I don't and as a quarterback maybe you could speak to this a little bit better Q, but I don't know what that that mechanism is in a QB that where there are certain QBs that just don't really allow people to get to them. They just don't. Like, and it's not like oh they're they're completing a pass every single time. They're just not going to allow themselves to get physically accosted by a defender. So they'll slide, they'll throw the ball away, they'll do whatever it needs to be done to not take hits from defenders. But then there's others that it's just it's you know. That's, they're going to make the contact. The contact is going to take place. They're they're going to, for one reason or another, uh, they're going to to have that contact with defenders. It, they all get hit. All quarterbacks are going to get touched at some point. But there's just some that it's like he's going to do something, and he's going to get like he's going to get flung. And then now it's like, is this that moment? And I just feel like that's Tua. Tua's going to, to scramble. He's going to move outside of the pocket. He's going to move around. And there are going to be times where defenders get an opportunity to fling him around. And that's when it happens.
1: I remember people saying that about Sam Bradford. When Sam Bradford had the shoulder issues coming out of college that they said he doesn't land right. Like there's something awkward about he lands. Is that kind of... What you're saying about Tua, like when he lands, it seems like he he does slam his head. Like there there's something different about the way uh-huh. he lands and gets tossed to the ground. There's
3: not very much room between his head and his feet. You know what I mean? Like he's not the tallest guy. What do you mean by that? What? Well, wouldn't it be worse if he was taller? Yeah. It'd be like a lot longer
0: way to smack the head against no, the there, there,
3: there might some. be a, other things like that hit. Brock like,
0: Osweiler would be out
3: there like it could cuss all the time. If well, he, like he hit his, four, his six, he'd hit like six, his hip seven, or his Paxton back. Lynch. He hit like his back off, like like uh, Glennon would hit like his neck some, off of the ground. Some guys like, just stuff like that fall you know awkwardly. I mean, awkwardly,
1: you I mean know? D- Davis Mills has a Pez dispenser <laughs> you gotta, on his shoulders. Yeah, they catch
3: that. Yeah, yeah, they catch the Mike Glennon. All right. Yeah, Mike Glennon's got a long hit, neck he too. He might hit his yeah. neck off the ground first. Okay, yeah. all right. I thought Davis was a good, Mills. Some guys are yeah. like that. He said he long has a pass days. hit. Pez dispenser. <laughs> that. I don't. Here's
0: all I'll say: just some guys fall more gracefully than others I, I, and some guys do a better job of protecting themselves before they even get to that point you know but but lavar you bring up uh the point of just getting the ball out of your hand before any contact gets to you that there's something to a lot of the guys who've played into their late 30s and and, and into their 40s they know where the ball's going you know they know post snap can you know are, are able to confirm or excuse me they know pre-snap able to confirm post snap where the ball should be going and the balls out. They're not holding on to it, trying to extend a play or make it more than it needs to be. And the the tough thing is unless you have guys who can separate, guys who can make contested catches, you know, superstars around you on those rosters, it's hard to be able to compete because the guys who are having success right now are all quarterbacks who will extend plays. And and that's, you know, uh, you know, usually dangerous. when when you're when you're a quarterback who comes in the league, you used to always thought like, oh, that was like a young man's game, like that's college because you can't survive run, like being able to run and extend plays in the NFL. Eventually, you're gonna get hurt, and and now it's to the point where that may be the case, but we've got a window of time where, where guys like Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, you know, Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, I mean, anyone you talk about, if they want to extend a the play, they can extend a play. Yeah. They're going to take off with their legs, or they're going to, to scramble around the pocket and make something happen. And, 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 look, Burrow's already had an ACL. I mean, I, you know, Laura Jackson got hurt a little bit last year. Um, you can go on through kind of the years, and, and we'll see what happens, but it, it's just a different mentality, I think, because part of the mentality you're talking about is you have to throw a football away, and quarterbacks now, they, they don't want to do that. They're not taught to do that or trained to do that. They're, they're trying to maximize every play. And they're not going to do that to hurt the stats either. We've talked about that before. Like, No one really throws footballs away unless they're literally on the sideline. They've exhausted all efforts, but they're just kind of throwing it out of bounds like that, at least not a lot of the younger generation quarterbacks.
1: I'd love to know how much faster Tom Brady's release was or how much quicker he got rid of the football after his knee injury. Like, I wonder if that was a sort of a split in his career where he realized, you know, this can happen. This can change the course of my future. And I got to get rid of the ball faster because when we were in Arizona and we were at dinner, I remember asking Jesse, look LaVar's guy who plays for the Cardinals, what it was like playing against Brady. He said he couldn't believe how fast the ball was gone. Like you'd get off the edge. It's just it's done. He goes, I don't know how anybody gets to him.
0: The only problem with that is I, I want to say he, he, had a, he suffered his knee injury, I believe, before their uh, perfect season that it, went into the Super Bowl, right? No, it
1: was the year after. It was the very was next the year. the year after. Yeah. Very next year, first game of the season. Okay.
0: Because I, I, I was trying to think, like, they would just take shots downfield. It seemed like there was so much more play action pass at, at that point in time than the New England Patriots, and then they, like, evolved into more of, like, a spread it out, get the ball out quick, And spread the football around, like towards the, like post 2010, like once they got into that point, and that's where you sort of notice the ball was coming out lightning fast. Whereas early on, it was like, all right, some screens, some drop back, but a lot of was play action pass and like shots downfield. It It just felt like it was like two, you know, two different you know styles of offense almost, you know, during his time in New England.
1: Yeah, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. So coming up next, we have somebody under investigation in the NFL. We'll tell you who that is right here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific.
5: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All. Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This
0: episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby.
1: Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on, you know it. Oh, oh oh O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Don't ignore your check engine light. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today, a free diagnostic service exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com
2: slash 2Pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, there is somebody in the NFL who's got a significant advantage next season. We'll tell you who they are. Coming up again, a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. Before we get to another edition of In Case You Missed It, though, want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. And save a progressive.com
2: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it. And for that
5: we turn it over to our executive producer Lee Delap. Happy Monday everybody. Good morning to you. Good morning Brady. Good morning Lavar. Good morning Jonas. Guys in case you missed this Yes, sir! In case you missed this, the NFL is investigating uh, prominent NFL agent David Cantor, who uh, works, of course, for GSE Worldwide uh, for... Allegedly bribing NFL GMs to take his uh, his clients in the 2023 draft, he represented 21 players, eight of which were drafted, including Mr. Irrelevant, DeSwan uh, Johnson, by the Rams. They are expected to be under uh, scrutiny in this investigation. So yeah, that's uh, that's that for you guys.
1: What's wrong with bribing somebody?
5: Bribing them with a vacation properties, by the way. Sorry, I oh, left that. that part out.
1: Listen, timeshare. Oh. He's got a timeshare deal going on. There's nothing wrong with that. Listen, oh, okay. I'm going to judge the guy.
3: So to draft pay. pick for, for what? A couple days? <laughs> two, uh, days property. In,
1: two days in Rosarito, Mexico. Jeez.
5: All right. I love Rosarito, Mexico.
0: <laughs> I mean, he does live down in my area. So I, uh, old David Cantor. So, you,
1: uh, oh, David uh, you know anything about this, Brady? You, uh, you guys run in uh, the same circles? Any golf tournaments I'll, together? I, I, no, I,
0: I'll, I'll say this. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first, it surely won't be the last way an agent's trying to uh, manipulate things, if you know <laughs> what I mean. I mean, oh. I, I'm shocked David name has been, you know. <laughs> I was going to say,
1: when Lee said David, I was like, oh, God, I please. I ain't going to lie.
3: I thought I was about to hear it, too.
1: <laughs> I like it. Dude. Well, But that's not his style. He'd just be
0: sitting there taking a, a picture next to the general manager. It's just those two together. You know? <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> Look at Tom. It's, that a, good it's
3: yeah. a good pool. It's a good pool.
5: Oh, man. What else we got, Lee? Guys, congratulations are in order for the Arlington Renegades upsetting the D.C. defenders in the XFL championship. 35 to 26. Correct. Bob Stoops, the coach of the Arlington Renegades.
0: How about that? All that guy does is win. That's all he does. That's all he knows, man. Just a a good ball coach. Get a nice win.
3: Yeah, Yeah. congrats. Beat my D.C. peeps, but congrats.
1: So he steps in when Lincoln Riley leaves, wins the bowl game gets paid. uh, What did he get, like $400,000 to coach that game in the bowl game for Oklahoma? They win that game, and then he takes over this XFL team, and they go on and pull off an upset and win the championship. Man. And in between there, nice little stop on Big Noon kickoff and hung out with the guys for a little while. Good for him. I
0: mean, technically, he kind of left Big Noon to, to go back and coach. He was doing double duty then. Huh. So... Game, Bob. Pretty cool. That's all. That's all he does is win, man. I will tell you what, there's, there's something in the water there in Youngstown, Ohio. That's all. Yeah. I do. By the
1: way, yeah. when you go to Norman, we have Oklahoma, the same water. When you go to Norman, <laughs> Oklahoma, with Bob Stoops, what's that like?
0: Oh, he's he's the king out there. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's funny. <laughs> he's he is uh, nice enough and kind enough to invite us over to his house. It's like a castle. Uh, oh. I have not been there though because I've always gotten in late because of this radio show, because I've usually had to do radio somewhere else in order to be able to have the proper technical specifications that our radio show calls for. So, unfortunately, I, I always missed out on the opportunity to, to stay and hang out uh, over at Coach Stoops' house. So, hopefully, that, that day will come again.
3: Let me Bob oh. Stoops. Yeah. You should plug oh, in at his
0: crib, you man. Guys. Yeah, I was, I was basically blaming you guys. Yeah, huh. it's
3: all right. So, I'll take it. You know, more know,
1: more, more Jonas. Yeah. Okay. Sacrifices. Uh, what else we got, Lee?
5: Guys, in case you missed this, a better has cashed in on one of the most improbable NBA playoff wagers you'll uh, find. Congrats, Betting Jonas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Betting James Harden would score the first points of the game versus the Sixers, but or, excuse me, against the Celtics. Uh, not only the first points, but as a dunk, it was uh, set at 250 to one odds. He put oh, wow. down twenty dollars and took home more than five thousand.
3: Hey Lee, how about that? Hey. <laughs> oh wow. Hey Brady. Um, oh wow.
1: If you're betting on James Harden at two fifty to one to dunk a basketball as his first score of the game, you got a problem,
3: right? I mean, with twenty dollars, you don't have a problem. You just, you know, you took a, you took a bet.
1: It, it feels yeah, like it you got off. a problem. Like you got to go pretty deep into the gambling sphere to to pull off this move. Because it's probably it's not... a big James Harden fan.
3: Okay, okay I and mean, and it but... was twenty dollars. Yeah,
1: dude. Yeah, but you got to search far and wide to find this
5: like i want to know he what had he... three dunks this year two of which were against the celtics in this series that's crazy so yeah,
3: like...
5: <laughs> yeah. that's crazy but it's twenty
3: dollars so what does it matter yeah. that's all i'm saying like you didn't have to go that deep Jonas. it's like it's like if if you saw the availability of the the bet or whatever it's like oh, i'll put 20 on that okay
1: right? but do you know how far you have to scan to find this prop bet in the betting market like you got to go pretty deep how far jonas how deep how deep do you have
3: to go yeah how deep do you have to go to hit that real deep oh wow
1: i just want to know what can else you uh, can you say
3: uh now can you give us the uh at the beginning of the show like no, we'll, we'll do at the beginning I, I, of I the can't show can't do it i'm not i'm not doing that it's after you just me. said what you said can you can you give us no, the I'm uh? not,
1: i know what you're doing you, this is the same thing you did when you had brian finley and i go back to back. And then it sounded just uncomfortable for everybody on the air. I'm not doing that.
3: This can't you just say be, No, I'm not doing can't it. You, can't you say it? Uh, uh, no, I'm like, not doing it. It's disgusting. I'm not doing it. You're really I'm not going to do to be it. be professional.
2: You know, <laughs> You're really not, your not going to do it. Ah! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This episode is brought to you
0: by Huggies Little Movers. Listen. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Oh, oh, oh